0: Oh, yeah. Good news. Good news. Hey, how are ya? Welcome to 20th Century Boy. My name's Radio Mike, and this is the inside of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, just wanted to do something completely different to start this week's out, and I went with, hey. How are ya? <laughs> hey, how are ya? Seriously though, hey, how are ya? I'm good. I'm okay. I'm just okay, actually. I'm not great. I've, I'm, I'm doing all right. Um, I. There's, this is a... Fuck, this is a jam-packed episode of this podcast. I'll tell you one thing. This is like... There is so much stuff to get through. And thank you to everyone who contributes to this podcast every week. It's always great to have you all along. And I'd like to just remind everyone about my band, Release the Sounds, which we put out our first album probably like over a month ago now. Jesus bloody Christ, that was a while ago. But people still giving feedback. Radio Christina with a K. Uh, Welcome to the radio family and have, uh, have 10 mic points for your contribution because she said, I've had the album on repeat and it's really interesting that you and Jack sing in an Australian accent. Usually there's only British and American singing accents, even if you are Australian. So it's cool that you guys bring our accent through. I've been making anyone else in the car with me listen to. And uh, Radio High Donator Disappointment Judd Man, which is a bit of a mouthful, uh, and you'll have to catch up on previous episodes of the podcast to uh, actually understand that uh, reference. He says, hey man, I just wanted to take some time after the RTS album came out to let let my thoughts and opinions ruminate because I almost never love stuff on the first listen. But after a couple of weeks, I just want to say I'm blown away with the production and how high quality everything is. Honestly, never knew you were that talented with singing. Hey, take 10 mic points, uh, Radio. But I donate a disappointment, John Man. He also says my favourites are writing a song, Ave Maria and Attached to String, which is awesome to hear because writing a song, which is the first track on the album, didn't like get as much, like that's probably the least like loved song most people are really liking rv maria pants up instagram song and attached a string but writing a song rarely gets any traction and i really like it here's a bit of it writing a song writing a song writing a song it's so easy So I reckon that's that yeah, that's that is a really cool song. Go and check out the album, it's on Spotify. Go to release the sounds.com to buy any merch. There's t-shirts, there's a few CDs left which which me and Jack signed and we send some stickers along with them. Uh so thanks to everyone who's bought one of those and sent a screenshot as well. That's been awesome to see. So thank you so much. Use the code RADIOMIKE at the checkout, all caps radio mic for 10% off any purchase there. Uh would love to get some more sales. And Radio Christina, again, welcome to the radio family. About the Australian accent thing. That's really interesting and you're so right. Like a lot of even Australian artists sing in American or British accents, but and and I never intended to sing in that like really Australian way when I was singing. Um it just kind of like naturally was. What I said. In fact, there was a voice message a while ago from a Radio Jordan Brower. Radio Jordan Brower, welcome to the radio family and take 20 mic points for this one. Um, and he said,
1: Hey, Radio Mike, it's Radio Jordan Brower. Um, just going, I've got a question about how you sort of found your voice when you were singing. I'm currently trying to learn how to sing in, a, in my own band. And I'm struggling to sort of find my own voice. Everyone's got their own distinct one. So, yeah, just wanted to ask how you um, how you found your own and also get fast.
0: So thank you so much, Radio Jordan Brown for that. And, like, yeah, I think when you're trying to find your voice, like, I just, I don't know, maybe it was something to do with me and Jack singing together, but I just, like, that's just the voice, the voice that I sung in on the song, which actually does change a little bit. But I guess, as Christina said, it is quite Australian-sounding. It was just like how it felt natural, and there are some bands that I think of. Like, there's this band; they're called Bad Dreams. They're an Australian band who play some really cool songs. Um, one of their one of their songs that is possibly one of their most popular songs. Uh, I'm just trying to think what what it would be. Um, there's Cuffed and Collared, which is which is one of their bigger ones. Uh, Gutful. I'll put I'll put a grab of Cuffed and Collared.
2: And
0: color on the and color really cool rock and roll kind of vibe the music. They also have this amazing song, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, which is called A Million Times Alone, which has this amazing saxophone solo. They're an Australian band. I'm not even sure where they're from. I, I, I don't think it's Melbourne, though. Um, here's A Million Times Alone, which is an incredibly beautiful song. And I think of you
2: drinking Wherever you are now Maybe you're dancing A million times a million times Life.
0: So yeah, I, I always think of that band when I listen to the album for some reason. Not that they're like my favorite band or anything, but I really really like them. Um, My week's been pretty good. It was actually Halloween last week when the podcast app came out and I thought if that I should maybe do a Halloween special but just decided against it because we had so much on with Ed of the Mike's wedding coming up and everything like that. But I did go to a Halloween party on the weekend and I am so not a party person. I I actually don't enjoy parties very much, Um, I'm, which is apparently quite unusual. Like I don't like – I excel – I excel as a person in a small group setting or a one-on-one setting. I do not excel in big groups with loud music and partying vibes and I don't really drink that much anymore. So I just like went to this Halloween party. sober, and it was fine. Like I had a good time, but I'm just like, I get really nervous and anxious. The more people are around. Um, like if it's just a small group, I'm really good, but I get really anxious when there's a lot of people around. So, but I went, as a, I went as, a, as a doctor. Well, it was meant to be a dentist, but then I got, got to the party and just decided I was going to be a doctor and I wore like scrubs and everything like that. And then what I started doing, like the only way I found that I could like actively have conversations with people at the party because I suck so much in a party setting was I just decided I just started going up to people in character as this doctor and I was like, G'day guys, I'm Dr. Damien. Can I do anything for you? <laughs> I just created this persona of a doctor called Dr. Damien Jones and I was just making people come up with problems that they were having and then I was diagnosing them and like treating them with like random treatments like I'd clap in their face like 10 times and I'd be like there you go that should be all cleared up and then I'd like be like we don't bulk bulk bill, sorry. And you've gone over a standard consultation. So you're going to have to pay $180. It's just like, I don't know. I just found it so stupid because that was the, like, because I genuinely get so anxious at these kind of events, then the only way that I could like actively participate in meeting new people and being around people I didn't know was to pretend I was a real doctor called Dr. Damien and spend the entire night in character Uh, Classic radio mic right there. Um, I did want to touch on one thing from last week, which a lot of people have pointed out and a lot of people seem to have shared the same confusion. I spoke about the Joker film last week and the song Send in the Clowns is in it. And I always thought that that was somehow an original song from this moment in The Simpsons. Send in
2: the clowns, those daffy laughy clowns send, send in those soulful, those soulful and doleful most by the, the
0: bowlful clowns i'm doing it send in the clowns
2: <laughs>
0: there. There. I love you, Krusty. I
2: love you, Krusty. Hi. Right.
0: So that's a moment in The Simpsons, and yes, I was singing along to it because it's so funny. But then we realised, as a as a group, a lot of people simultaneously after watching the movie. Uh, Googled that song and found that it is actually a real song from a musical, Um, and I believe the musical, if I'm not mistaken, is called A Little Night Music, which I have uh, honestly never heard of in my life and don't plan on ever seeing it, but maybe I do now. And it's actually a really cool song, and I read about it, and, you know, the, the phrase send in the clowns is more meaning, like, send in the fools. And when the line, like, they're, they're already here comes, it's like everyone is really just a fool. And it's it was really cool, so I read a bit about this, and here's a bit of Frank Sinatra singing Send in the Clowns.
2: I thought that you'd want what I want. Sorry, my dear. But where are the clowns? Send in. The clowns don't bother. They're here.
0: Frank Sinatra's just got such an amazing voice, doesn't he? His music's really cool. But that's that's really interesting. You always learn stuff. See, you always learn stuff by going out, watching new things, reading things, all this intertextual media. All this stuff coming together, you find out about new stuff because you heard this song in The Simpsons 15 years ago, and then you heard the same song in The Joker last week, and then now you know about this musical. You know, that's what I, that's sort of what this podcast was supposed to be about originally. But anyway, it is going to be such a big week. We're not even, God, we've, I feel like we've still got so much more to go, and we're 10 minutes in already. So let's uh, just quickly. Uh, get this done for the week because I think we all really want to hear from this guy. Sorry, I've pressed the wrong button. I I now use an actual panel to panel this show out live and uh, I keep pressing the rhyme crime intro instead of this intro. Sorry about that.
1: Yeah, G'day everyone, it's uh, Radio Nacho Cheese, Luke. G'day Radio Mike, it's uh, Radio Nacho Cheese here again. Radio Nacho Cheese here again. Radio Nacho Cheese, Luke. He's Radio
0: Nacho Cheese and this is his weekly update. Yeah it is, and Radio Nacho Cheese is the best friend of the show. He sends us a voice message every single week on the show uh, at 1-800-GET-FUCKED, the official phone number of 20th Century Boy, one 800 353 And welcome again to the radio family, uh, Radio Nacho Cheese. So, here's the thing. Last week, Radio Nacho Cheese gave us a joke. He told us this joke, which was great. This week, I challenged him to give us a riddle, uh, a riddle of sorts, which I thought, you know, would challenge us as a radio family to just think about something completely different, to think outside Think outside normal logic and you know, as always, Nacho Cheese has delivered. And uh, this is his weekly update this week.
1: Yeah, hey, good day, radio family. It's Radio Nacho Cheese here, 735 AM on this Monday. That I'm sure a lot of you have maybe the ones in Victoria anyway, maybe have taken off as a long weekend as tomorrow's a public holiday. Hoping you guys have a good week and good weekend. As requested, Radio Mike has asked for a riddle this week. So uh, here it goes. All right, so a man is looking at a photograph of someone. His friend then asks, who is it in the photo? The man replies, brothers and sisters, I have none, but that man's father is my father's son. There you go, Radio family and Radio Mike. Who's in the photo? I uh, look forward to seeing if you got the answer next week. Thank you. Bye. Have a good week. Love you all. And you, Radio Mike. Bye-bye.
0: I love, like, the, I don't know, the nonchalantness of, of Radio Nacho G. It's like, it's like, all right, guys, there you go. Looking forward to see if you got the answer. Who's in the photo? And he's like, all right, thanks, guys. See you later. Love you all. Bye. You too, Mike. But, yeah, interesting real Because I thought, I obviously heard that before I started recording. And I thought, is the answer the... Because the, it's, that man's father is my father's son? Is that what he said? Because I think, that man's father is my father's son. Which means it's his son. Which means it's his son. That man's father. So, that... Man's father is my father's son. So it's a picture of his son. That's what I think. Lock it in, Eddie. Um, Nacho Cheese, let us know next week if we were right. And other people of the Radio family, send in your responses uh, to Radio Nacho Cheese's riddle. Radio Nacho Cheese, thank you so much again for contributing. We need to keep moving. But next week, what what should Radio Nacho Cheese do for us next week, guys? Because oh, Well, I guess just tell us if we were right. And then give us one clue about your identity maybe tell us what you do for work i think that's what the people want to know all right thanks radio nacho cheese moving on oh sorry i've just <laughs> i've just started playing radio nacho cheese's message again that was an accident still getting used to this panel um moving forward there is a segment that we have not done on this show for a very very long time and well Actually, maybe before we get to it, let's just touch base really quickly with Editor Mike and Intern Mike because uh, Siggy Mike isn't here today. And I guess we should explain why. Editor Mike, did you want to say hi to the guys? Yeah, g'day, guys. Uh, Obviously, on the weekend, we uh, had my Bucks Party, which was a Mario Kart and Strippers-themed Bucks Party, which was really fun. Uh, uh, Siggy Mike organised it all. It was me, Radio Mike, Siggy Mike, and uh, Siggy Mike's mate Damo from the footy club. Uh, And, uh, look, things did not go as to plan as we would have liked them to go. Yeah, so we sort of we got there on the night and like everything was going fine and we were like you know we started playing Mario Kart and then the strippers were there and were stripping and Demo was there and yeah and I I really liked Mario Kart I really liked that game and uh it was a lot of fun, and I love when you get one of those item. What are they called? Those uh, item boxes. Yeah, those item boxes, and it you know it goes tubidy bap a dappy bap a bap bap bap. And then you get the shell, and you throw the shell at the you know, and then the strippers are the you know, lots of fun for the whole team. Um, but something really bad happened, and uh, well, Siggy Mike's not here today because he's uh, in prison. Yeah, well, I didn't want to tell the guys that quickly. Um, end of the mic. But, yeah, Siggy Mike is in prison Um, and we haven't been able to bail him out. Uh, Intern Mike, did you know about this? Yeah, uh, because Siggy Mike had one phone call he was allowed to make from prison and he actually called me. And what did he say? I Well, I actually I recorded the whole conversation if you wanted to, like... I recorded it from my end because I just... My mum actually records all my phone calls because she... Has to check who's calling me and why. So, like, it's not a... She's not, a, like, a creepy, freaky bum. It's just, like, for my safety. So she checks, like, every single one of my phone calls. And Siggy Mike just must have trusted me. So he called me. So I can play it for you now if you want. Yeah, no, What? Well, I'm keen to see what he said. All right, well, this is it. Uh, hello? Oi, intern Mike. It, it's Siggy Mike. How are ya? Uh, sorry, who is this? It's Siggy Mike. Uh... Do, do I know you? Yes, it's fucking Siggy Mike. Siggy Mike from Mike's podcast? Yes, fucking. how many fucking Siggy Mikes do you know, mate? Fucking Siggy Mike from Mike's podcast. God. Uh, well, what's the podcast called? Just just to verify. Oh, fuck. I don't know what the point. 24 Boy or whatever the fuck it's called. Ah, uh, all right. How are you? Mate. Alright, I'm fucked, alright? I'm fucked and I need your help. Uh, um, no, I'm scared. I, I don't really want to do this and my mum records all my no, calls. do, Mike? I need, I need your help, Right? I fucking need your help, alright? I need you to get, you got a pen? Yeah. Alright, I need you to get, throw away the pen and just focus specifically on me. Don't focus on anything else. Uh, alright. Alright. Mike? Intern Mike? Alright, Intern Mike? I'm gonna level with you. I'm in prison. Alright, then I fucking need your help to get out. Ah, uh, why are you in prison? Did you kill someone? No, I didn't fucking kill someone. Ah, uh, but only murderers go to prison. Nah, you to people go to prison. Prison's like fucking normal in my hood anyway. Fucking... Anyway, fuck, I need your help. I need $400,000 for you to bail me out.
2: Ah, uh, I've got like
0: 15 bucks from mowing my next door neighbour's lawn last week. I can... Give you that, but you have to pay me back. Mate, I need fucking $400,000. I can't fucking get out of jail on fucking, what, $15. Get fucked. I need 400K. Come up with it. Oh, oh, Siggy Mike, I've got to go. Bye. So you hung up on him. You didn't, you don't have, you, what, you didn't want to give him your $400,000? No, I don't have $400,000. Where would I get that? Oh, whatever. intern Mike. like, fuck. And I'm like, like, did you know about this call? No, obviously I didn't know about the call because, uh, look, if I did know, I would have done something about it. And, you know, I I certainly don't have $400,000, but I could have done, you know, one of those charity sausage sizzles outside Bunnings and tried to raise it in a day or maybe two. Okay, so what did... Should we tell them what Siggy Mike did to get arrested and on bail for $400,000? Yeah, look, I, I think it's really important that the people know. Okay, well... Basically, look, I'm happy to tell it, Mike. Um, Siggy Mike, he was playing Mario Kart, and then one of the strippers said, "Siggy Mike, come over and, uh, you know, I'll give you a bloody lap dance for for fifty dollars." Siggy Mike said, "Yep, that sounds great." And what happened then was Siggy Mike stood up, and he had to do. I guess you'd say a shit. He had to do a shit, wouldn't you, Mike? Yeah, he had to do a shit. Yeah, so uh, he's done a, you know, he's unable to hold it, as lots of people do. And what's actually happened is Siggy Mike's done a shit so big that it's actually ruptured the floor of the room we're in. It's actually broken through the floor we're in and seeped through the roof into the floor underneath us because we were on the second floor yeah we were on the second floor and it's actually broken the floor the floor of the building's caved in with the nintendo switch with mario kart it's caved in as well and siggy mike's fallen on the the place the room below us is a hotel room that's owned by you know an elderly couple and he's landed on them thankfully they're fine thankfully they're fine they're they're not in hospital they're okay they're, they've survived got a bit of poo on them there's poo everywhere everyone's fallen into poo which was disgusting and it's all Siggy Mike's fault he's caused a lot of damage he can't pay it the police have shown up he's tried to explain he just really needed to do a poo Uh, but he's uh unfortunately he's been unable to uh you know successfully uh negotiate with the popo and the Popo have put him in jail. So the Popo have put him in jail, which is terrible news and it also raises a lot of questions about your wedding out of the mic at the end of the year, which is coming up in about 6 weeks. It's not long now. You know, he's your best man and if we can't raise the $400,000 to get him out of jail, you know, we're in a lot of trouble here. And yeah, I guess I'm I'm just really worried about how we're going to get him out because we can't afford any lawyers, you know, and we don't even know what his charges are and and this to be honest, this entire scenario doesn't especially make any sense. Like, its I don't think it's possible to do so much poo that your poo actually seeps through the ground and breaks through the ground and splatters all over people and caves in an entire floor. I don't think that's actually physically possible in the real world, but it did happen. It did happen. Yeah, it did happen. Um. So, and it, you know, luckily, yeah, I mean, we, we'll... Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen from here, but we need to get Siggy Mike out of jail and to your wedding as quickly as we can. So if anyone has any ideas, then please let us know. Yeah, please let us know. We really need to know and we really need to get him to my wedding with Damo as well. Uh, who's uh, Damo was seriously injured. Uh, he's still in hospital and he might not be okay, but he's since he's just a minor recurring character that's only been mentioned so far in the podcast, we're not really too concerned about that. Yeah, we're not concerned at all about Damo. Uh, m- moving forward, because th- this is such a fast-paced podcast that we just have to keep moving. Uh, a while ago, we started this segment. It, it must have been a really long time ago. We started this this segment called well I won't say the name yet but it was a segment based on a passing comment I made on another podcast the Luke and Lewis podcast we only did it I think for one or two weeks and it never appeared again until now let's do one of these Chirp, shurp. It's, it's time, time for, for Radio Mike's Bird Stories. Fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you so much. much. Yeah, it's uh, Bird Stories, which is a segment on the show where you guys call in, you guys voice message in, and talk about things that have happened to you involving birds. I can't even remember. Oh, yeah, I, I was riding my bike home from work and I saw a massive swan. And it was crazy, I'd never seen a swan out out of water before, Um, and therefore I decided to start the segment, Bird Stories, and here we are. Uh, We had a few really good ones, it also spawned a spin-off segment called Bat Stories, because Radio Paris, and welcome to the radio family, Radio Paris, uh, have one of these bad boys. She uh, had a bat story, but she thought it was a bird. So it actually caused a spin-off segment called Bat Stories. But we are back to the OG bird stories. And Radio Danny, welcome to the radio family, Radio Danny. Take 20 mic points for this. And she's been writing in a lot because she's been binging the podcast, which is something that people can do now. Not everyone has been here from the beginning. Uh, radio Danny wrote in with a bird story. What's going on with this backing track? Jesus Christ. This is all the backing track. Sorry, guys. Sorry for this detour. What the fuck? It's got now it's gone silent and it should come back right here. Yeah, Ah, I guess that's just what happens in that song. Uh, Sorry, Radio Danny for interjecting so rudely. She's left a message and uh, she's actually emailed in this message as a voice message. Uh, So you can email the show anytime. You can call the show anytime. However, you'd like to contribute to the show. Do it. Danny, take it away. What's your bird story?
2: Hey Radio Mike, this is Radio Danny, big fan of the show. And have I got a bird story for you? I guess you could say it was a murder suicide. The year was 2000, I think I was in year 10. I was getting ready for my formal. I was in the kitchen getting my hair and makeup done. Uh, Mum was in the kitchen also, she was cleaning the bird cage. And the way she used to do that was she'd get the vacuum cleaner and suck up all the seed from the bottom of the cage. Anyway, I was chatting away, I was really excited about my formal, and mum must have got a bit distracted, and she sucked up one of the birds, accidentally. (laughs) I'm not even shitting you. Uh, She was mortified. (laughs) Me being an adolescent shit just thought it was absolutely hilarious. Oh, my poor mum. (laughs) Anyway, that's not the end of the story. Um, a couple of days later, the second bird in the cage committed suicide. It drowned itself in the water. I've since learned that birds mate for life, and makes me really sad to think about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the mum vacuumed up a bird. You know, you'd think like if you were if you were vacuuming to clean the bird cage like if if they were at risk of actually <laughs> of being sucked up by the vacuum cleaner you would take them out first <laughs> like how small were the birds that a standard vacuum cleaner was able I guess a bird could fit in a vacuum cleaner but that's fuck imagine that bird just like sitting there like ooh chirp chirp bum bird and then and it's just gone that oh that's horrible I can't believe I actually joked about that. That's terrible. And then the other bird who was its mate for life didn't want to go on in a world without the other bird. (laughs) Which is fucked. That's a fucked bird story, Radio Danny. Can we reignite bird stories? Anything that can top accidentally vacuuming up your bird. (laughs) It's it's amazing. Oh dear lord, (laughs) I just Feel terrible for that bird. Absolutely terrible. Intern Mike. Uh, last week on the show, uh, we someone brought up, I can't even remember who it was. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't stop thinking about the bird that got vacuumed up. Uh, it was it was Radio Uncle Johnny. Radio Uncle Johnny, welcome again to the Radio Family. Take ten mic points for this. Um, and ironically enough, I think there was a comment made on last week's podcast where I think it was Siggy Mike that said everybody has an Uncle Johnny, and uh, I I said I didn't, but uh, but apparently someone Radio Jess, welcome to the Radio Family. Take ten mic points. She said I've got two Radio um, Radio, I've got two Uncle Johnny. She doesn't have two Radio Uncle Johnnies, just two Uncle Johnnies. Um, if you have an Uncle John, if I, I actually do believe, and Siggy Mike does as well now, everybody except me has an uncle called John. Everybody in the world has an Uncle John. If you have an Uncle John, and only if you have an Uncle John, write into the show. Just let me know. All I want you to do is just, John John, at, at any point, any point in any of the ways you get in touch with this show, email, Twitter, Instagram... 1-800-GET-FUCKED. I just want you to send me a message and just say, hey, Mike. No, I just I just want you to send me a message and just say, John, just message me during the week and say, John, and that you, you've you johned off. And then we put it, we're tallying up all the Johns. Just do that if you have an Uncle John. Thanks, guys. But that's not what we're talking about. Intern Mike, yeah. Radio Uncle Johnny commented last week that you follow Pornhub on Instagram. And then you came up with this big lie that, you had this assignment at school where you had to measure the diameter of a woman's breasts, uh, for a maths project. It wasn't a lie. I I actually did have to do that for like my maths assignment. I just had to measure, um, 600 women, woman's breasts and just like measure the diameter. So I had to like, what I could, I, I had to watch heaps of porn videos, which I hate. I didn't even want to. Okay. Um, Someone wrote in during the week, it's Radio Principal Fuckhead, and welcome to the Radio Family Radio Principal Fuckhead, take 20 mic points. Um, He has contributed to the show a very long time ago, at like whoever this is. I, I can't remember who it is, but whoever it is, well done. Very funny stuff. But uh, he said, Hello, radio family. Haven't posted in a long time because a principal's job is very busy. (laughs) Just wanted to let you know that interns Mike reasoning as to why he follows Pornhub on Instagram was correct. This semester, we had students measure the diameter, circumference and volume of a woman's breast in a joint assignment between math and health classes. Now, in hindsight, this may have been an inappropriate decision. However, I designed this part of the curriculum after several glasses of wine and was too busy to bother to changing it. Sincerely, sincerely, principal, fuck it. <laughs> so, so I guess you weren't lying, intern Mike. Why would I lie about my school assignments? I take school really serially. Okay, thanks intern Mike. Uh, okay, we've got a couple of things I just want to quickly chat about before we get to Harry Potter and the Boys. Uh, but we really... Need to do one of these. Radio mics, rhyme crime. All right. Yes, we're back again, and we are debating the same thing we've been debating for a while. We're just stuck. We are absolutely stuck. A rhyme crime is when an artist uses the same word over and over again. To, to sorry, when when an artist, I can't. God, this segment, I'm. The technicalities of this segment, I'm so over. Basically, we're in contention. The entire radio family is split down the middle about whether the following from Eminem's song, The Way I Am, is a rhyme crime. Here's the grab. I am
1: whatever you say I am. If I wasn't, then why would I say I am?
0: Is it a rhyme crime for Eminem to say, I am whatever you say I am. And if I wasn't, then why would I say I am? Because to me and to Radio Adam, welcome again to the Radio Family Radio Adam Adam, take ten mic points. You know, for people like us, yeah, we say it is a rhyme crime. For people like Radio Rhymecrop Brody, welcome to the Radio Family, Radio Rhymecrop Brody, take another ten mic points for your debate. He's saying it's actually repetition. Radio Gregory agrees with Radio Brody. Welcome again to the Radio Family, Radio Gregory. If you've been there before, I'm not actually too sure. He says it's It is deliberate repetition. It's a figure of speech known as epistrophe. The deliberate deviation from standard language convention is used for emphasis and drama. To argue on behalf of the accused, Eminem is displaying his grasp of other lyrical techniques besides rhyme. Classifying it as a rhyme crime implies all songs must employ rhyme and disregards the value, art, impact or creativity possible from other forms of rhetoric. Really well thought out argument really, really well thought out thought out argument, which is um, you know, what we need on this show, obviously. We need really well thought out arguments like that. And yeah, I mean, it, it's really tough. And throughout the week I was I was I was really, really concerned about what we what we were gonna do. Uh, Radio Adam, uh, again, welcome to the Radio Family again, again. Uh he sent an email, he said, I agree with your points on why Eminem isn't using repetition, but I think you missed one. Now my argument was that He's not using repetition because he only uses say I am for two of the four lines of that, of that ver- of the chorus. He says, I, I am whatever you say I am. If I wasn't, the why would I say I am? In the paper, the news, every day I am. I don't know. It's, uh, uh, radio won't even play my jam. Um, if it was repetition, it would have to be all of them. That was my argument. Radio Brody disagreed. Radio Adam does agree. He says, the reason it isn't repetition is that he's only repeating the end of the line. It seems he is only using the same words at the end in order to make the two lines rhyme. We can look to a previous case to confirm Eminem's guiltiness. Guy Sebastian has been put in rhyme jail, yes he has, for what is a similar offence to the one Eminem committed, with him repeating the words next week after completely different lines. So Guy Guy Sebastian's song, Choir, he says, I'm feeling my days with... We're too busy to call or catch you next week. And then it gets to next week. And we'll say maybe next week, that's a rhyme crime. And even Rhyme Cop Brody said and agreed, we have his voice recording of this, that it is a rhyme crime. Eminem, this is Radio Adam again. Eminem does this with Say I Am. So if Guy Sebastian is in rhyme jail, then Eminem should be too. To avoid further confusion regarding repetition versus rhyme crime, I think we should make a rule that will classify repetition from now on. For repetition to be incited... At least 80% of the words from one line have to be in the one beforehand. Interesting stuff. And I just did a poll in the, in the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash 20th century boy. And the last I checked, it was split evenly between the members of the radio family or evenly enough that it's, you know, it's not a unanimous verdict, which is what we need, uh, between repetition or guilty for rhyme crime. And then I realized, how do we figure this out? As a group, as a team, how do we figure this out? And that's when I remembered the radio superstars. Throughout this entire year of the podcast, we have been slowly gathering a group of people who are ultra committed to this show. Radio superstar Soph was the first one. Radio superstar Pat. Radio superstar Bailey came next. Then radio superstar Paolo. Radio superstar Zach. And radio superstar Liam. There's six of those guys, radio superstars. Your time has come. I've been talking a big game this whole year about what it means to be a radio superstar. I'm giving you this task. It is your guys' task to be the jury as to whether or not Radio Eminem. Welcome to the Radio Family, Radio Eminem. Take a hundred mic points for your contribution to rap music. It's your guys' job to give me the verdict. About whether Eminem is guilty or not guilty of this crime, crime once and for all, and then it can never be opened again, because we have reopened and reopened this case so many times. Now, this is what I want from you, all of you. If you if you still listen to the show, I assume most of you do. Um, one of you elect is elected as the head juror, and that person just messaged me after discussions this week. And I'll get you on the show next week to give the final verdict. You have one week. You have till next week. Um, I really need you guys to make a decision. Thank you for being the radio superstars of the show. This is what we chose you for. This is what you guys were picked, hand-picked for. All that being said, we're coming to the end of the show now. And I think it's about time we do a big, big chunk of this Bad Boy, because we're not even going to... I don't think we're going to finish it by the end of the year, so I'm trying to smash through it so we can finish it. Let's do this. Harry Potter and the Boys, a live reading by Radio Mike. You're a wizard, Harry.
1: I'm a watcher. No.
0: It is Harry Potter and the Boys, which is my Harry Potter fan fiction from year seven. It's set 50 years after the original Harry Potter series. Harry Potter is now the headmaster of Hogwarts. Uh, Ron and Hermione and Neville and fucking heaps of other people, at teachers now. And it's now set on these new boys, who are the boys in the title, who are going through a bunch of crazy shit that's been going on at Hogwarts uh, during their time as students. And we are now up to a chapter called, it's chapter 18, the ninth ill-fated measure. And we are just following... We were just following the character Derek, who is a very powerful yet stupid first-year wizard, and he was cleaning toilets at the school and writing messages on the wall with poo. Kind of reminds me of Siggy Mike, actually. And, uh, well, here's what happens next in Harry Potter and the Boys. The boys left the toilet and walked down the corridor. They had a special feast for only Gryffindors and Hermione promised there would be good food. And then in brackets it says, she lied. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I promise there's going to be good food come along. It's no food, it's just plain chips. Plain chips and the home brand, <laughs> the home brand snakes you get at Woolworths. Uh, all the teachers were at the feast, even Mr. Charger. He stared at the boys with his evil stare. The boys ate and went down to the common room to do some Christmas eating. At about 2:30 in the afternoon, Tim Murth came into the Gryffindor common room. Tim Murth. I have no idea who Tim Murth is. I'm not. Does anyone remember a character called Tim Murth? It gives us no further information about Tim Murth. Tim Murth. Anyway, where were you? he yelled. Quidditch has already started and Expelled is up 50 So Expelled is the house that Derek is in. It's the only, per- he's the only person in that new Hogwarts house called Expelled. Um, man, the timeline of this book makes no sense. It's Christmas Day, apparently, maybe. Um, no, it's it's the Christmas time. So that means it's not, it, it, that means that there would, it must be holidays. It has to be holidays, but there's a Quidditch match going on, and the boys had no idea about it, and now they're losing by 50 points to a Quidditch team in which there is only one player, I assume, and that's Derek. Anyway, the boys had completely forgot that today was the Quidditch match between Gryffindor and Expelled. They rushed down to the pitch, got on their brooms, and flew up. In about five minutes, Gryffindor had taken back the lead 90-80, but Derek was about 23 times better than the boy thought, than the boy, I believe it should be the boys, thought he was. He was great at aiming and could belt a bludger extremely fast. So Derek is playing every single role on the Quidditch team. He's the, he- he's the chaser, the beater, the seeker, the keeper, he's everything. He was great at aiming and, uh, yeah, he also had a Flash Boy 16, which was an extremely powerful broom and was just about as strong as a Nimbus 2325, which is the same broom that Michael had. Flash Boys were invented about 20 years ago. <laughs> I feel like that's me and Year 7 trying to justify why Flash Boy broomsticks never appeared in the original Harry Potter series. Uh, you know, it was because they were invented 20 years ago. There was no sign of the snitch at all. Derek had somehow managed to knock Loki off his broom and, just like last time, he was having a dream. So Loki's having a dream again. It was just like every other dream. The hairy man was looking at Loki while Mr. Charger spoke parcel tongue to the Basilisk, which was Harold. So this is a dream that's been recurring through the entire book. The Basilisk did what looked like it was shaking its head to say no, but Mr. Charger used the Crucio spell on him. He slowly transformed back into his human form. He then fell onto the ground and began to cry out in pain. I think this is Harold. Michael and Rob were not there this time. It was just Lockie. The green light faded. When was there green light? When did it mention green light? I don't know. Okay, Whatever. Uh, whatever. <laughs> whatever this book. It turned red, and so did Mr. Charger's eyes. Dragon Mailboy appeared. Shit! Dragon Mailboy is a character who died at the start of at the start of the book, like literally episode five of this podcast, potentially episode four. That's crazy. He's back in in a dream. So did another man that Lockie knew from Rob and Michael's description was Boris. Mailboy hugged Boris. This is so weird. Boris is like this dude who um went to school with Mr. Charger and turned Harold into a basilisk. Do not touch your father, Dragon Mailboy. You are unworthy. Said I think that's Mr. Char- oh, that's Mr. Charger. Mr. Charger began to speak. So so Dragon Mailboy is Boris Mailboy's son. Boris is Dragon's father. Dude, this is f- Wait, this is a big chapter. Fuck, this is crazy. Um, I can't remember what first name. Oh, it was Winston. Yeah. Leave him alone, Winston, said Boris. Be quiet, mailman. Oh, <laughs> so mailboy's father is mailman. Boris mailman and dragon mailboy. <laughs> yeah. Be quiet, mailman. The child can hear us. Michael knew that Boris mailman was dragon mailboy's father. There we go. Then a green light zoomed towards Lockie's face. Boom! It was a bludger and Derek, Derek had hit it straight into Lockie's face. His nose was clearly broken. Man, Lockie is a mysterious character in this book. Um, let's, let's read one more page. Let's just read one more page. During Lockie's dream, Michael had managed to find the snitch. He was chasing it and was closely followed by Derek. The snitch was flying dangerously fast. Michael's Nimbus 2325 and Derek's Flashboy 16 couldn't even catch up with it. The snitch flew into Rob's beta bat. He hit it, thinking it was a bludger. It started to fly towards Sam. It hit him in the head with such force that he fell off his broom. It continued on its rampage and flew towards Rob again. This time, Rob missed it and was knocked out cold. Everyone just gets knocked out in this game. It flew to Tom next, and the next thing he knew, he was falling off his broom. Then it turned to Luke. Luke began to fly as fast as possible, but the snitch hit him in the head. It then rebounded off his head and into Derek's mouth. Derek farted and out came the snitch, which landed straight into Michael's head. So Derek the Derek swallows the the snitch and within seconds farts it out within seconds it runs through his entire digestive tract and he farts it out so with so much power that it lands in Michael's hand so I assume Gryffindor wins the match uh but we will continue that next week that's the end of this episode of 20th century boy and this episode of Harry, uh, this chap, not the chapter, this reading of Harry Potter and the boys, uh, message the podcast anytime, radio.mic on Instagram, it's Radio mic on Twitter, radio.mikepod at gmail.com, 1-800-GET-FUCKED. Anything you want to contribute, any thoughts you have about the podcast, let us know. We'd love to hear all about uh, everything you have to say. Let us know if you have some ideas for helping us break Siggy Mike out of jail, and that's pretty much all we've got time for. Thank you so much for listening. Um, uh, hey, how are you? My name's Radio Mike. This has been the inside of my mind. See you later. How are you? <laughs>